The following is a live broadcast of a Lone Star Community Radio program. Recorded and broadcasted live on IRLoneStar.com, Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and Facebook.com slash IRLoneStar. For more information on this show, please visit our show page at IRLoneStar.com slash shows. To sponsor or donate to this program, visit our donate page at IRLoneStar.com slash donate, or email us at lscrstudios at gmail.com, or give us a call at 936-666-1084. Lone Star Community Radio production and broadcast is possible by folks like you. So sponsor and donate today. Hey guys, Connor from the Ticket Stub, and you are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Welcome to Veterans Era, the Veterans Hour. I'm your host, Douglas B., and along with my sometimes co-host, Dangerous Dan, the bug-killing man, you can catch us live the first Tuesday of every month here on your Lone Star Community Radio Station. You can also find us on veteransera.us, SoundCloud, iTunes, Facebook Live. We're, we're like the COVID virus. We're everywhere. Um, as always... A little housekeeping. Um, you can contact Veterans Air through our website, www.veteransair.us. Uh, send us an email, leave us a message. You can even text us on our Google phone at 936 344 3083. Got a whole bunch of stuff to cover today. So if I don't get to it all, I will do a podcast following this broadcast with everything else. Um, we talked last month about uh, D.V. Hawk and the uh, Hawk's Happy Haven Hobby Farm and that he is raffling off his motorcycles. Um, he still has a couple of tickets left, so you can see the link below. Go on over there and support D.V. Hawk so he can get his operation and have a jaw since the VA isn't doing it. Um, D.V. Tanya, her house is still for sale. We talked about that last month. Great house for a veteran. Um, I have personally worked on this house, um, and I think it's a great buy. It is in Corpus Christi, but go check it out on the link below and make a bid. This is August the 4th, 2020, and today is my lovely and loving wife's birthday. So in tribute to her, I have gone off my my, uh, diabetes diet, and I got a cupcake and we're going to sing happy birthday to my wife. And a one, and a two, and a three. You're the birthday, you're the birthday, you're the birthday, boy or girl. Happy birthday, Petra. Love you. I'll see you soon. I'm going to eat this. And uh, I was going to save it for you, but I'm, I'm going to eat it anyway. Dick has already started in on his. Is it any good, Dick? Dick says it was. Got these from, I'm going to, I'm going to murder their name. Anarandas Bakery there on Fraser, North Fraser, just before the 336 Loop. Nice people, and it looks delicious. All right. Today's show, or most of the show, is brought to you by Quilts for Vets. Um, just so you know, you can support Quilt for Vets. They're a nonprofit organization, and what they do is they make handmade quilts 
and present them to veterans. World War II, Korean War, things of that nature. They fly all over the country to present these quilts to these veterans. And today's show is for Quilts for Veterans, and you can support them if you choose, as I do, um, by ordering one of their face masks, their veteran face masks. Um, and I believe we have something coming up on the screen that shows you what they look like. Um, you can order one of these. They're only $15. It includes shipping. Um, and all of that money goes into buying the material for these quilts. Uh, so it's zero profit. And if they, don't make, if they don't have any money, they go into their pocket to make these quilts. If you're interested and you want to learn more information about Quilts for Vets, contact Lynn Marie at 409-656-5955. She's a lovely woman, um, really, really, really big heart. Um, and thank you, Lynn Marie, for doing this for the veteran community. I really appreciate that. Kudos from Veterans Air to Quilts for Vets. So today, the title of the show is The Berlin Airlift. And most of us weren't even alive during the Berlin Airlift. But we remember something about it in school. Something about after World War II when was Berlin was a sieged, besieged city that uh, the United States Air Force would fly planes over it and drop food to them. And there was this pilot. And well, you know what? I have a whole big write-up. Why don't I just read this whole big write-up? Last month was the 72nd anniversary of what was known to become known as Operation Little Vittles. And the man who started it all, Colonel Gail Seymour Halverson, will be celebrating his 100th birthday, October 10th. To honor this man, the Quilts for Vets organization will be presenting Colonel Halverson a handmade quilt this Friday, August 7th, at 11 a.m., that's our time. And you can watch this live and even ask questions of Colonel Halverson on the Quilt for Vets Facebook page. Um, link is below. Um, if Lynn Marie figures out how to do it, we'll also have it on Veterans Air's Facebook page. Colonel Halverson is best known, and I know you've probably heard this, as the Berlin Candy Dropper. Um, or the Berlin Candy Bomber, rather. Maybe you've heard Uncle Wiggly Wings. That's Colonel Halverson. And he gained fame for dropping candy to German, German children during the Berlin Airlift, which was 1948 through 49. I'm going to slow down a little bit. If you wondered who this person is, we have a graphic up there of Colonel, uh, Colonel Halverson, and you can see, see him. Now, when this all started, the colonel was a lieutenant. And Lieutenant Halverson's role during the Airline Berlin airlift was to fly a C-54 cargo plane, which is used to ferry supplies to the starving city. During his flights, <clears throat> he would first fly to Berlin, Berlin, then deeper into Soviet-controlled areas. Halverson had an interest in photography, and on his days off, he would often go sightseeing around Berlin, and he shot the film of his personal handheld movie cameras. One day in July, he was filming planes taking off and landing at Tempelhof, 
that's the main landing site for the airlift. It's still there, by the way. Um, while there, he saw about 30 children lined up behind one of the barbed wire fences. He went to meet them and noticed that their children had nothing. Halverson remembers, and I quote, I met about 30 children at the barbed wire fence that protected Templehof's huge area. They were excited and told me that when the weather gets so bad and you can't land, don't worry about us. We can get by on a little food, but we will lose our freedoms and we never may never get it back. Touched, Halverson reached into his pocket, took out two sticks of gum to give to the children. The children broke it into little pieces and passed it out so that everybody would have some. Watching the children, so many of whom had absolutely nothing, Halverson regretted that he had nothing more to give them. Halverson later recorded that he wanted to do more for these children. And so he told them the following day that he would be back and he would have more gum for them and that he would drop that from his airplane. According to Halverson, one child asked, how will we know it's your plane? To which Halverson responded that he would wiggle his wings, something he had done for his parents when he first got his pilot's license, all the way back in 1941. That night, Halverson and his co-pilot and his engineers, they pulled their candy rations for the next day's drop. The accumulated candy was heavy, so in order to ensure the children were not hurt by the falling candy, Halverson made three parachutes out of handkerchiefs and tied them to the rations. In the morning, when Halverson and his crew made regular supply drops, they also dropped three boxes of candy attached to the handkerchiefs. They made these drops once a week for three weeks. Each week, the group of children waited at Templehof Airport grew significantly. When word reached the airlift commander, Lieutenant General Tunner, he ordered to expand it into Operations Little Vittles. The name as a play on the airlift name, Operation Vittles. Operation Little Vittles began officially on September 22, 1948. Support for this effort to provide the children of Berlin with chocolate and gum, gum drew quickly. First among Halverson's friends, then the whole squadron. As news of Operation Little Vittles reached the United States, children and candy makers from all over the country started to contribute. By November 1948, Halverson could no longer keep up with the amounts of candy and handkerchiefs being sent from across the sea in America. College student Mary C. Connors of Chicopee, Massachusetts, offered to take charge of the now national project and worked with the National Confectioners Association to prepare candy and tie it to handkerchiefs. With the groundswell of support, Little Vittles pilots, of which Halverson was now one of many, were dropping candy every other day. Children all over Berlin had sweets, and more and more artwork was getting sent back with kind letters attached to them. The American candy bombers became known as the Rosen, Rosenin bombers, or raisin bombers, while Halverson himself became known by many nicknames to the children of Berlin, including his original moniker of Uncle Wiggly Wings, as well as the Chocolate Uncle, the Gumdrop Kid, and the, and the Chocolate Flyer. 
Operation Little Vittles was in effect from September 1948 through May of 1949. Although Lieutenant Halverson returned home in January of 49, he passed on the leadership of the operation to one of his friends, Captain Lawrence Caskey. Upon his return home, Halverson met with several individuals who were key in making Operation Little Vittles a success. Halverson personally thanked his biggest supporter, Dorothy Groger, a homebound woman who nonetheless enlisted the help of all of her friends and acquaintances to sell handkerchiefs and to donate funds. He also met with school children and Little Vittles committees in Chipoe, Massachusetts, who were responsible for preparing, preparing over 18 tons of candy and gum from across the country and shipped it to Germany. In total, it was estimated that Operation Little Vittles was responsible for dropping over 23 tons of candy from over 250,000 parachutes. Colonel Halverson, you are credit to yourself, this country, and your uniform. Let's think about this for a second. One man decided that he was going to do something. One man saw something that wasn't right. One man saw something and said, what can I do? And he just did it. A small little gesture that resounded with those around him and became a U.S. operation in and of itself, sanctioned to do this. Men, women, aircraft, supplies, were all put towards Operation Little Vittles just because then Lieutenant Halverson said there is a need. Let's stop and think upon that. We often think that as one voice, there is nothing we can do. But I hear stories from all across the world how one person made a difference. Lynn Marie from Quilts for Vets one person making a difference. She saw a need for handmade quilts that would bring a little joy into our most senior veterans. She didn't think about herself, didn't think about money. She just went out and did it. And her thoughtfulness, her generosity resounded with others around her. And now there's a whole organization put together with women just making quilts to honor our senior veterans. If you think there is something that you can do, you probably can. It's all a matter of will. This makes me feel good. This is a feel-good story. And that's why I led off today's show with it, because it is a feel-good story. We turn on the news and... and my wife says I'm a news junkie, and it's true, I, I, I am a news junkie. I watch the news in the morning with my breakfast, and I watch it at night with my dinner. The media lies to you. It wants you to believe that there is no longer any good in the world. It wants you to believe that you should be in fear of your fellow Americans. I call that BS. 
I say, as Americans, we have a history of coming together in times of trouble, in times of turmoil. Uh, what, what was that word I'm looking for? In times of, of, of in tumultuous times. We as Americans have a history of coming together to make one voice and one purpose out of many. Let's do that again, America. Let's come together and let's fix what's broken and don't fix something that ain't broken. Ah, coffee, the elixir of life. You know what? I didn't take my phone out of my pocket, so I don't know how much time I have. Oh, it's only 117. I got plenty of time. I got plenty of time. We're going to talk about some veteran news today. Um, things that have happened or are happening that you may not be aware of. But lucky for you, you have me, and I try to stay on top of this. Um, now, some of this information I have to tell you, I got directly from the VFW Magazine August edition, and you can find the links below. They can find the links below, right, Dick? Dick's saying, yeah, you can find the links below. Um, I'm really good. I do footnotes and stuff. Um, first and foremost is H.R. Bill 6168. This is the Veterans Compensation Cost of Living Adjustment Act of 2020. I'm going to read you what this, this bill says. To increase, effective as of December 1st, 2020, the rates of compensation for veterans with service-connected disabilities and the rates of dependency and indemnity compensation for survivors of certain disabled veterans and for other purposes. I bet you think you're going to get a pay increase in December if you're on VA disability. I want to tell you, maybe, maybe not. It passed the House, that's Congress, May 28th, 2020, and has been sent over to the Senate. I would like to think that this bill would be passed because I need a pay raise, um, but it may not be. I would recommend that you contact your congressman, that'd be Kevin Brady, um, and say, hey, are you making sure that this thing is going to go through? Because I would love a cost of living raise. It'd probably be about 72 cents, and that can contribute to my, my coffee fund. Um, usually, I would say this is a done deal, but not in today's political times. If it passes, I'm thrilled. If it doesn't, I can't say that I would be surprised. You know what has passed? The Majority Medical Facility Authorization Act of 2020. And this directly is for the Department of Veterans Affairs. This is authorization of major medical facility projects for the year of 2020. In general, the Secretary of Veteran Affairs may carry out the following major medical facility projects in fiscal year 2020 at the location specified and in the amounts for each project not to exceed the amount specified at that location. Before you ask, no, none of the locations are here in Texas. However, 
And let's take a look at what they have authorized. Construction of an outpatient clinic and national cemetery in Alameda, California for up to $113,332,000 for an outpatient clinic and a cemetery. Okay, I can see that. I, 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 can, I can see a cemetery and another outpatient clinic, even if it's in California. They're going to do a realignment and closure of the Livermore campus in Livermore, California, in an amount not to exceed, check this out, $311,730,000 to close the Livermore campus in California. I know what you're thinking. Whiskey Tango Foxtrot, right? How can it take $311 million to close something? But hey, that's what Congress and the Senate approved. In Kentucky, there's going to construct a new medical facility in Louisville, Kentucky. And my friends tell me that's pronounced Louisville, Kentucky, uh, for not to exceed $860 million. Cool. I can get behind that. And in New York, which, by the way, I recently read an article which uh, um, detailed or, or, or ranked each state's four veterans. New York was one of the poorest states to have VA facilities. Let me say that again. New York was ranked one of the poorest states having VA facilities. And this is why D.V. Hawk has to sell his Harley Davidsons to fund his surgery. So, in New York, construction relating to flood recovery of the medical center in Manhattan, New York, in the amount not to exceed 273, correction, $372,600,000 for flood recovery. Well, you know, when I flooded here recently and during our last hurricane, it cost me $20,000 to recover from that. And that was just sheetrock and doors and some bookcases. So I'm not surprised. They're also going to get in New York construction of a spinal cord injury building with a community living center, including a parking garage in San Diego, California, in the amount not to exceed $230,840,000. That's, that's in San Diego. Um, I'm going to get behind this because as most of the viewers know, I have a spinal cord injury. I have two of them, as a matter of fact. And I had one done that uh, I'm contributing that to allowing me to still be walking because of the talented and dedicated Dr. Howard Smith in Corpus Christi. Thanks, Howard. Um, skilled man reconstructed my cervix from C2 down to C7, um, put in infantry blue titanium. So I am now more infantry than infantry. Um, spinal cord injuries, we think of them as being nothing unless you're you know, totally paralyzed, but it's not. It, it, it is a big deal. So good. Let's do one in San Diego. In Puerto Rico... And 
Did you know that Puerto Rico is actually an island? It's not a um, district or suburb of um, New York City? I didn't know that either. Um, Puerto Rico, the completion of construction of a medical facility project, including a parking garage in San Juan, in the amount not to exceed $307 million. I believe that there is a bunch of veterans in Puerto Rico. If I could be in Puerto Rico, I would too. Rena, if you're listening, how come you keep taking Billy and you never take me and Patriot to Puerto Rico? Are you mad because I thought you were from New York? Um, I would love to go to Puerto Rico. In West Los Angeles, California, there will be a construction of a new critical care center for not to exceed $75,790,000. You can check out this bill, which is now a law, in the links below if you're interested to see what each one of these facilities will include and who would benefit from that. Anytime that I see some allocation of funds for a VA hospital or an outpatient clinic or whatnot, I have to say, damn Skippy, because there's a lot of veterans out there that need it. There's a lot of veterans out there that are just milking the system too, and you guys pull your head out of your final point of contact, you're suffocating. Now, COVID-19 has hit a lot of us. A lot of us are out of work. A lot of us are struggling with debt. A lot of us could not collect the PPP loan because we're self-employed. However, the VA offers debt relief to veterans through the the end of the year. Pay attention here. VA this month announced its commitment to extend debt relief to veterans adversely impacted by COVID-19 to the end of 2020 by suspending certain debt collection actions. The department recognizes veterans and beneficiaries are still being greatly impacted by the coronavirus, prompting the extension of this financial relief. I didn't know such a thing was going on. Veterans and their families should be focused on their health and safety during the pandemic, says VA Secretary Robert Wilkie. VA is taking action to give those with pending debts greater flexibility during these challenging times. VA is suspending all actions on veteran debts under the jurisdiction of the U.S. Treasury Department. This includes the suspension of collection actions or extending repayment terms on pre-existing VA debts, which the veterans prefer. If you have a debt to the VA, you need to get hold of them and ask them about this program. It's not wiping out your debt. It's restructuring your debt or giving you more time to pay this debt. For benefits and debts, veterans should contact the VA Debt Management Center at 1-800-827-0648. If you have a debt concerning health care debts, you should contact the VA Health Resource Center at 
800-400-1238. How can a veteran have a debt, you say, to the VA? Very, very simple. Um, let's give you, I'll give you two, two examples, real-world examples. You went into the VA hospital. You had a surgery, you were an inpatient, whatever the case may be, and uh, they gave you meals. You owe for those meals. Yes, they charge you for those meals. Here's one that, uh, that I get all the time. Um, that the veteran had passed and they still got the veteran disability. For whatever unknown reason, they were receiving checks and the spouse received the check and cashed it and didn't give the money back to the VA. Guess what? She has a VA, he or she has a VA debt that needs to be repaid. This program here will help those type of people restructure their debt. Ordinarily, veterans and members of the armed forces and family members who do occur debts as a result of their participa participation in most VA compensation, pension, and education programs, as well as home loans closed before January 1st, 1990. Time to take my meds. Do you want to see what happens if I don't remain highly medicated? Dick says, yeah, he wants to see that. See, Dick, Dick says, he, I didn't come in with my go-get-home bag, so he figures he's safe. Do you know I'm a trained killer? Have you ever seen what damage can be done with a spoon? Dick's rolling over there. Um, what, what was, oh, and so this also applies if you have a VA loan that was closed before January 1st, 1990, would receive letters from Debt Management Center notifying them of their rights as well as their, uh, as well as their obligations to reimburse the VA. You really need to look into this program. You really, really need to look into this program. If you have a VA loan, if you have, you took advantage of um, your educational benefits and you actually owe the VA something for that, and for a whole bunch of other things that you owe the VA for, you want to pay attention and you want to act on this now. I'm going to direct you to go to www.pay.gov or va.gov to get more information on this program. If you owe the VA money, now is the time to act before it gets out of hand. There's a couple of you veterans who are listening who shall remain nameless, but I've come and actually mowed my lawn. Thank you. Uh, this applies to you. Read and heed. We're at 1.30. Can I do weather? Your weather in downtown Conroe is mostly cloudy, and it appears that it's going to rain later on this afternoon. We may get a brief shower. How do we know this? My neck don't lie. Oh, yeah. You should see me during a thunder and lightning storm. It's great. I get flopping around on the couch like I'm a fish out of water. Do you want to do the real weather, Dick? Because you can. We're running good. That's up to you. If you want to take a break, we can take a break. No, I'm good. Okay. Um, I want to talk to you about um, the VFW for a moment. 
Um, the VFW, I don't know, I don't know if you guys heard or not, but um, back in in last month, I think it was, maybe the month before, um, they changed a requirement or a a a program that is applied for your your benefits. And here's what happens: you go through the rigmarole to to file for disability. And those of, of you who have filed for disability, you know that this is not an easy task. Um, but in the past, when it finally got actionable, after years and years and years of waiting, and your claim finally got actionable, they used to return to you, the VA used to return to you what their decision would be, and you had 48 hours to review that decision and send back to them whether you agree or disagree with the decision because of errors that weren't corrected. Um, this was a good program, and those people that took advantage of it usually had a VA advocate working on their behalf for their disability claim, such as I did. Um, the VA made a decision. My advocate would, uh, would, would look at it and go, well, this isn't right because this here is wrong. They made a wrong decision here because of this or this or the other thing. Um, back pay dates, things of that nature. Um, missed diagnosis, where what that was on the paperwork from the VA didn't match what was on the paperwork of the doctor or the uh, pension, uh, PNC? Yeah, pension and compensation board. Um, so you had 48 hours to correct that. They did away with this. And I'm going to direct you to the VA magazine, um, August 2020 edition, um, page 8, and the article written by Dave Spivia. It's a great article. It's a short one, two-minute read. Um, but there's a lot of good information in there. When this came out, the VFW said, whoa, wait a second. What the heck are you doing? Because the VA... The VA, the VFW rather, processes a lot of these compensation claims. Um, they're very good at it usually, um, and they work very closely with the pension and compensation boards on your claims. So um, they worked, and uh, they now have a bill called the Veterans Claim Transparency Act of 2020. And it was introduced into the Senate on May 19th. This bill requires the Department of Veterans Affairs to provide an opportunity for the veterans' representatives to review the veterans' disability rating determination before the rating is finalized. Under the bill, the VA must provide notice to such representatives when the determination is ready to be reviewed. The period for a review begins the moment the notice is submitted and ends at the earlier of one, the moment the representative agrees to the termination, or two, 48 hours after the notice. The VA may not finalize the determination until after the period for a review has ended. So what this bill does is rescinds the previous bill, bill that did away with that 48 hours. I, for one, believe this 48-hour period is very necessary. It behooves the veteran who is 
working towards his compensation, to be in touch with his representatives and find out at what process this particular um, compensation, disability compensation, is at. Because you only have 48 hours. Let me say that again. You only have 48 hours. Will this particular bill that was introduced into the Senate, will it pass this year? I believe it will. Because all it does is resend an order to delete it in the first place. Um, and and, and I, I think... Hello? Oh, can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? See, I, I hit something. I'm sorry, guys. Um, all this bill does is put back in that 48 hours that was taken away. And I have no idea why they took it away. Um, but go ahead and read the, the article um, in VFW Magazine's uh, August 2020. It should be in your mailbox today. You know what, Dick? Uh, I am talking too fast as I usually do. So let's take a break. We're going to be right back after these messages from your Lone Star Community Radio. Have you seen parents struggle to find a job without having transportation or childcare? What about the children sleeping in cars with nothing to eat? Families shouldn't have to struggle to survive, and children should not be homeless. Family Promise of Montgomery County serves the needs of homeless families and their children. Learn about ways you can help and learn about partnership opportunities at www.familypromiseofmc.org or call our day center at 936-441-8778. Hey guys, this is Connor. This is Dick. This is Chris. And we're with the Ticket Stub Podcast every Thursday live at noon on 104.5 and 106.1 FM in the Conroe area. Also, anytime at IRLoneStar.com. You go to IRLoneStar.com backslash TTS. You can find all of our social media. And don't forget, we give away two tickets to the Grand Theater on every show. If you like movies and you like complaining or celebrating anything that has to do with the silver screen, check out the Ticket Stub podcast and join us every Thursday at noon o'clock on Lone Star Community Radio. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show. With monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936 936- Six four seven three seven seven six. Remember to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's Community Radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM 104.5, 106.1. If you are on your computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. Lone Star Community Radio broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. This is Rick, TRC. 
Every Tuesday on my show, Afternoons with Lone Star, from 3 to 7, I play back-to-back classic rock hits. That's right. I like to call it a two-for-Tuesday, or a three-for-whatever it is you'd like. Call the request line, 936-647-3776, or message me on Facebook, Afternoons with Lone Star, make a music request. That's right, you can do it. Here's what else. Go over to our website, IRLoneStar.com. Get the app on your phone. It's easy. You'll like it. Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's Community Radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That's Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. If you are on the computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. A Lone Star Community Radio, broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. Welcome back to Veterans Air, the Veterans Hour. Um, I have finished stuffing my face with my cupcake, which was really, really good. Um, So we can continue on with the show. Um, I want to talk about another article. Excuse me. I'm so sorry. Uh, Another article that was in the VFW August 2020 magazine. Um, uh, This you'll find on page 48, also by Dave Spiva. Um, it's $50 million grant to study the effects of combat concussions. $50 million. Uh, I think we need a little bit more money on this, and I'm going to tell you why. To study concussions. Let me tell you my opinion on this. This is one of the reasons I love Veterans, Eric, because, you know, I get to sit here for an hour and spew out whatever it is that I think is my opinion um, thank you, Dick, for allowing me to do this. Uh, if you were in the military, and especially if you were a combat arms, you have a concussion, or you had a concussion. They're very, very prevalent. Um, for those uh, individuals that have not been active duty military, um, the brain bucket, your K-pot, your helmet, it really doesn't protect you from a concussion. We've known as medical people, um, or medical people have known, for years and years and years, centuries, that you hit a guy hard enough in the head, his brain sloshes around and it gets bruised. That's a concussion. Concussions are a world dif- world of difference than a TBI. But concussions can still be dangerous. And they often are. One of the things that, that you often hear with some of that might have a concussion is don't let them fall asleep, they'll die. Um, what is happening, what they're finding in the medical community is that concussions, while they're brief in nature, often have long-term effects on cognitive abilities of the individual. So they got a grant, this university in Virginia actually, got this grant uh, last year 
to start studying the long-term effects of concussions on veterans, on, on com- well, specifically combat veterans. Um, it's often something that's not treated and not thought about. Um, I know a veteran standing on the wall. They blew up the wall. He flies 50 feet or so, lands on his back. He's all broken and bruised, and he's got a concussion. They treated his bumps and bruises and broken bones, but there is no effective treatment. There is no real treatment for a concussion. We just have to hope that the brain doesn't swell and cause more problems. Yes, your brain can swell. And then it presses on your, 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 your brain cavity and you know, more damage happens. I think this is a good use of our tax dollars not only for combat veterans that have had concussions, but for society as a whole. Um, if we can determine what problems an individual who has had a severe concussion, a combat concussion, what they may experience further down the road many years from now, we can become aware of that beforehand. So that we can tell somebody who's you know blown up, hey, look, 20 years from now, if you start having short-term memory loss, that may not be because you're old. It may be because of um, this concussion that you've sustained here, and you need to be aware of it and take certain actions. And when that happens, call us and you know whatever the case may be. Um, I myself often wander into the wander into the kitchen and go. What did I come in here for? Obviously, something to eat. Um, but that's not always true. I've wandered around the house. Patrick going, what are you doing? Wandering aimlessly and aimlessly wandering because I don't remember why the hell I got out of bed. Um, we joke about it, but it could be very, very serious years down the road. So let's back this study. Let's help this study. Let's get behind it. Um, about this time, I, I usually do what's happening in and around Montgomery County. And do you know what's happening in and around Montgomery, Montgomery County in August? Let me tell you, not a lot. Um, hey, August 18th is my winning anniversary. Um, you all can call and call in or write in or whatnot and Wish us a happy anniversary. I have no idea what I'm doing yet for my wife, but I'm sure it'll be something that annoys the hell out of her. Uh, because that is the secret to a long-term marriage, if you guys didn't know. It's finding that one special person that you want to spend the rest of your life annoying. And, Petra, I got you, baby. Um, but there is something happening of interest to us all Um, On September 26th, the VFW um, had planned for a political forum meet and greet um, actually last month. And we were all set to go and everything was going to happen. But then we got locked down again, so it couldn't happen. They've rescheduled it for September 26th from 5 p.m. through 6.30 at the VFW uh, 4709, which is located at 1303 West Seaman Street here in Conroe. And 
on their Facebook page, and I believe we have a, a graphic for it for this, on the VFW for VFW for, post 4709's Facebook page, um, they will says that they're going to host a political forum meet and greet um, and an old-fashioned cake auction. And here is your chance to meet, greet, and speak with the candidates running on this next local election. All the candidates have been invited. Let me say that again. All candidates have been invited. Doesn't matter if they're Democrat or Republican or an independent or socialist. Everybody's been invited to attend. I do not have the VI, uh, the RSVP list, so I don't know who's actually coming. But pay attention to the VFW 4709's Facebook page, and you'll know as soon as they know. Um, Veterans Air does plan to be live at the event. Um, I know those of you who tuned in for the last live um, remote that we did at uh, the VFW were, were uh, sorely disappointed because the sound was not that great. Um, I have solved that problem, I think. So end uh, uh, the connection issues at the VFW. Um, I think those have all been solved now. Oh, I wanted to let you know that last month, the VFW 4709 um, had their elections to elect a new commander and, and vice commander and yada, 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 yada. Uh, it's a totally new board. Everybody's new, with the exception of five minutes, with the exception of Steve, the quartermaster. Um, so the new commander is uh, Kelly Glass. Welcome, Kelly. Doing gonna get, hope you do a wonderful job. Um, I only have five minutes left, so I'm going to wrap it up. But before I do, I have to give a shout-out to East Meets West Productions. Without their support, this show would not be possible. I would not be able to be here doing what I do for you. So let me give a shout-out to that sponsor. Uh, VF, uh, Veterans Air is made possible by the support of East Meets West Productions, a full-service business and marketing consulting. East Meets West Productions is a full-service business and marketing consulting firm helping vets start and fund their businesses for almost 30 years. For more information, call 361-904-0044. You like this voice today? This is going to be my radio voice from now on. I just need to learn to talk slower. Um, I, get so, I get so excited I can't keep that voice going on. I, I listen to myself on the radio. Thank you for, re, for replaying these broadcasts, by the way. Yeah, I'm riding down the road, turn on 106.1, and... I hear my voice, and I'm like, dude, you're replaying the, the broadcast. I'm like, so excited. Oh, I want to say hi to, uh, to Rita. Um, Rita is listening to us um, on the Lone Star Community Radio app all the way out in Atlanta, Georgia. Welcome to the show, Rita. Well, if I end now, we can play my song. Uh, that about wraps up our show, but remember to tune in September 1st at 1 p.m. for our next show. And remember to like Veterans Air on Facebook um, so you can be informed about the show's topics and our podcasts. I want to leave you today, as I do, with this awesome song from the Warrior Project. You can go download it from veteransair.us or on iTunes. And while you're listening to it, let us remember our brothers and sisters in uniform that are today are standing in harm's way 
to protect our freedoms and our liberties. If you are wearing the uniform today, I want to say to you, thank you. I want to say to you, I am proud of you. Until next month, stay safe and stay vigilant.
Today's show was recorded and broadcasted live on IRLoneStar.com, Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and all rights and ownership are reserved to Lone Star Community Radio. For more information regarding this program and Lone Star Community Radio, visit us online at IRLoneStar.com. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station, serving the community with local programming on TV, radio, and online. If you enjoyed today's program, please support us by sponsorship or starting your own show. Contact us today by phone or text at 936-666-1084 or email the station at lscrstudios at gmail.com.